People of the internet, welcome back. I'm your host, Alex Coons. We are here at Hot Tongue Pizza in Los Angeles, California, and I'm bringing you another fantastic episode of Pie to Pie. This one with Patrick and his lovely wife, Mandy. She's out of the shot, but she was in the room. We met up during Pizza Pasta Northeast where Patrick competed and made a beautiful pie. Patrick and his wife, Mandy, are the owners of Gus and Franco's outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Patrick has been in pizza for six years. He started off with a mobile operation, but two years ago, converted a dentist office into a pizza palace, where he even used the downstairs for a living room for his two boys, Gus and Franco, who he named his restaurant after. We talk about being his son's hero, Patrick was bringing me to tears. Just great energy. We talk about his conversion of the dentist office to a restaurant, uh, his social media presence, his daily dose. Patrick and Mandy were incredible with their information. Forgive me, I was dropping quite a bit of F-bombs in this, uh, this episode. Uh, I got a little bit of the organic wine that Patrick brought up to the room in me and the F word just started spewing out. There's nothing I can do. I got a bad mouth. I'm sorry, mom. Patrick, I don't think your kids can listen to this episode. Forgive us. Maybe Matt can do some bleeping out. Probably not a lot of bombs. Anyways, Patrick also brought me a hat, which I am wearing in this episode, which I have in my office. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy this conversation. It's another fantastic one. A lot of nugs, a lot of info. Gus and Franco's, Patrick and Mandy, Pittsburgh forever. When doves cry, Prince. Enjoy. We're, we're doing it. I'm here with Patrick. Let's go. He, he gave me he gave me the hat, dude. Gus and Franco's, baby. <laughs> we are matching. That's right. Are you ready for uh, for some exciting questions? Absolutely. All right, let's get into this. Uh, what attracted you to pizza and who ultimately taught you how to make it? Uh, who attracted me to pizza was, I mean, my wife and I have always enjoyed pizza night. Um, years ago, she said she wanted to make some pizzas at home to try and uh, see how well we could do compared to what we were purchasing, you know, on Friday nights or whatever on pizza night. And, uh, and she's amazing in the kitchen. And I was all for it. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's start right now. Let's let's get in the kitchen, make some pizzas. So she started doing it. And we started experimenting. And she was playing around with different things and was kind of getting frustrated. Um, I stepped in and saw the science kind of side of thing and got really excited about the science and how dough reacts and, and, and the things that you can do with temperatures and, and heat. And, and it got me interested, which kind of reinvigorated her passion for this little project that we had started. So over the course of time, uh, I started to, again, experiment with heat. So I bought an acorn style grill that I could get to 750 degrees. So I was cooking pizzas on the back deck uh, and just noticed in the way that the same dough reacted different to different uh, heat and, and, and methods of cooking it. And, uh, and so we just studied, we read books, we watched videos, we watched a lot of YouTube and made just a bunch of pizzas. So we taught ourselves to make pizzas uh, when this whole thing started. And, uh, and yeah, she inspired that entire journey. And, uh, and yeah, we just, just never stopped. It just steamrolled. 
So you guys were obviously doing something other than pizza when this started. Like, was it, a, oh, yeah. was it ever, was the goal to be like, was it this fun thing you guys were doing together? Just, like it was it, at first it was just her, she'll, she, you know, just finds a different food that she wants to play around with and make it home. She does it a lot with soup. She does it with other things. And pizza was like the new project. And I was just, just seemed like a great idea to have her making pizzas for us. And, uh, but this one, yeah, it just took on a whole different, different trajectory when, when it started to be fun and we started to invite family and friends over to try what we were making. And, uh, and it really just, it, it never stopped. We were going to buy a camp. We both were working full time, two young kids and, uh, saving up our money to buy a camp to go away on the weekends. And, uh, and that turned into us just investing in something that we became super passionate about. And, uh, that's crazy. Changed our like, life. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's wild that like, just like, Oh, Hey, like, let's try to learn how to make pizza. And then it's like, right. Fast. And it wasn't even like, let's, she was just telling me something she was going to do. Yeah. Spur of the moment. She got inspired by something we ate or something she saw. I don't know exactly the point, but I do remember her saying, you know, I want to, I want to try to make some good pizza at home, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, the rest was just uh, in, in your journey when it started becoming like an obsession. Did you did you ever like reach out to any like pizza people like that you were following that like kind of helped yeah. helped you at all or like were super cool or like they were assholes? Absolutely. That you want to put on blast right now? <laughs> no blast, uh, man. I, I listen. The, especially in Pittsburgh, the pizza community is is solid. Which is a great pizza community. Shout out one of my favorite pizza makers, Rico from Slice on Broadway. Yeah, and right he's on. Just, like coolest dude, I think. And Great guy. But you guys got like a lot of fire ass pizza. There's a lot of really good pizza in Pittsburgh. There's some questionable pizza. <laughs> there's, there's that everywhere. Yeah. But, I mean, so so the big thing in, in Pittsburgh pizza that, that I see is there's a lot of provolone usage. There's a lot of yeah. split 50-50 provolone uh -huh. mozzarella. I've never been a big provolone fan other than on a sandwich. Uh, so some of the guys that I kind of gravitated towards were, were more of a traditional mozzarella based. Uh, there was one guy in particular, Tony Jarmita, who owned Pizza Italio in the East Liberty section of... Uh, of Pittsburgh and uh, followed his his journey, what he was doing, the pizzas that he was making. I asked him one night, I reached out to him. This was when we were doing the mobile thing. So this was probably 18, 19, somewhere in early 19 maybe. And uh, I said, hey, can I come just work your oven for you one night? I don't want paid, I don't want anything. I don't even care if I take a pizza home, although that'd be nice. Uh, I said, you know, can I come do that? He's like, absolutely. And he had been following a little bit of what I was up to. So he knew, you know, of me, but didn't know much about me. And I went in and, uh, and that night changed the course of this new course that we had going and, uh, just seeing the workflow with him working alongside him, watching it happen indoors. I mean, we were working outside under a 10 by 10 tent with an oven that was modded on top of a trailer, hanging out with people. Right. So we, it was to go indoors and be able to really watch people react to the, to the food that you were making mm -hmm. was just inspiring as well. Just mm -hmm. seeing, you know, and I, and I was like, I kind of want that, you know, and, yeah. and talked to my wife and was like, I think we could do this if we, if we choose to. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so we started thinking about buying a building and we did, but Tony, shout out to pizza, Tony, who lives in Brussels right now with his wife and uh, still Belgium? keeps 
Brussels, Belgium. Shout out his- the real Tony G out yeah. in Brussels, <laughs> yeah. not the other Tony yeah. G. <laughs> <laughs> Just moved from Strasbourg, France, to to Belgium. His wife is a diplomat, and uh, oh, so, so they moved. I know, sick. And uh, but he just today like posted on his Instagram stories, giving me a shout out, wishing me luck. Has always been super supportive, and uh, yeah. He's he's been the man, but more recently the the tighter knit community, a couple guys that I'd like to to recognize that have been with me since we opened up. That I, we've been always oh, bouncing back and forth. A guy named Sean, who owns a place called A Slice of New York, mm-hmm. and a guy named Josh who owns Rockaway Pizzeria. Those guys daily we we hit each other with ideas. Mm-hmm. We talk back and forth how days are going issues that we're running into advice if we need to raise prices on this or that or what would you do in this situation and uh and those guys are my close-knit but yeah like rico pete there's a there's a ton of guys in pittsburgh and that community is awesome so i'm gonna rewind you you guys are tinkering you're dialing it in you when do you pull the trigger on the trailer and then tell me about how how or where you were popping up so um so it went from that kamado style uh grill mm-hmm. to i ordered a pizza party oven from italy it's uh the brand name is pizza party it i might love be the, the name it might be the greatest name in all of uh all of the pizza community but uh, so i got this it was my first wood-fired oven mm-hmm it was a little tunnel oven and you build the fire on the side and you can do two pies side by side on the left or the right, whatever you choose. Uh, so I got that. And that's when it really stepped up. And once we started cooking with that, I would just pop it in the back of my pickup. We would roll up. We were doing some fundraisers, things like anything we could. Uh, we didn't even care if we were making money at that point. We just wanted to get the food out to have people taste it and give us feedback. It was really, and to see how we could do, and if it was possible that this was something that we wanted to actually pursue. Because at the time, it was still 50-50 on this, if this was just gonna be a fun hobby that we were making good pizza sometimes for people and having company come over and cook them a couple pies and have them go, wow, that's pretty good, well done. Or this could be a business, this could be something that, uh, that changes the way our daily life is. And uh, so we had that oven, and the more we did that, uh, the easier it was to talk her into letting me buy a sight unseen oven trailer from the state of Maine and having it shipped here after I paid what we paid for it. Yeah. And uh, But she had faith in me the whole way. Like, I started kind of taking it. I pushed it. I pushed the it, it, it a little further, and she was always super supportive and was like, you want to do it? Let's do it. It's fun. We're having a good time. Still working full time, doing it on weekends. We would do private events, birthdays, again, anything we could kind of do. And we had a a setup at an Intergroove Brewing. That's their name, Intergroove. It's a record theme, dope little spot in Verona, PA, outside of Pittsburgh. Two weeks after they opened, they wanted us to be their Friday night uh, food truck. So we started popping up there every Friday night. And that's where the, uh, the, the customer base really started to uh, solidify. Yeah. People were kind of following us down there, sometimes not even drinking, just hanging out on the curb, eating our pizza. And we were selling out. And then that's kind of when COVID, like the lockdown and all that kind of stuff happened. And then at least in Pennsylvania at the time, when they started to kind of reopen, people had to order food if they wanted to sit at a bar or yeah. brewery. Yeah. So we, you know, we would open our window you know not even you know we're under a tent but 
we'd have 50 people lined up and we'd take 50 orders and then just cook pizza for the next like four hours. So that was, uh, that was all cool stuff that we were doing, but yeah, that, that spot really changed, really changed a lot for us. And so after all that, that's when it was like, all right, it's time. It's time for the brick and mortar. Yeah. <laughs> but it was funny because there was never like a point where we were that sure of it. You know what I mean? It was never. Did you guys, did you guys lose your jobs during no, COVID or no, anything? Okay. No, I got, uh, I got sent home for a while, paid leave uh, during a shutdown. I was a municipal worker working for the county that we live in, yeah. in the park system. And, uh, and my wife was able to, I think she was working from home. Uh, they were modifying, figuring out ways to, to keep that role. And I don't think she ever really stopped working, but I did take like two or three months off work, yeah. uh, during that shutdown. And, um, but yeah, that's, you know, that was that time frame with the COVID, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what oven do you use now? I use a Pavesi. Uh, it's a Pavesi wood-fired oven. Yeah. Uh, the same oven that uh, probably most famous at Roberta's. Yeah. 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 Is there is there a reason why you went with that oven? Because it's bad. Yeah, it's badass. I mean, it's just badass. Yeah, and 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 I always had a ton of respect watching watching Roberta's stuff. Anything I could watch with them, just love their style, love their, you know, how they were doing things. They make and, great pizza. And that oven it has a solid floor on it, which, you know, I was like, man, that, that's that's the one I want. So that was the thing I really, we spent a lot of money on it, you know, other than the building. And did we, you, did you guys buy the building? We did. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was an so old, smart. it was an old dentist. So smart. Oh, <laughs> it was how old, shitty was that? Well, you didn't have to put in type two hood in or a type one hood in, right? You just had to. They tried to make me. It was so, so our plans got uh, approved in like a day and a half. And I was like, that's, that's insane. Sick. And they're like, you got to go to city hall and pay the fee and you'll get, so I go, I got to get out of LA. The story's not over. The story's not over, Alex. So, so I call city hall and they're like, there's no paperwork here. So I call this, the company that does all the, the plans and, and, uh, and they're like, that's not approved yet. You need a hood over that oven. I'm like, what are you talking about? I need a hood over that oven, that hood. I mean, that, that oven's designed to be chimneyed. Yeah. And, uh, no, you, you need to get a hood. You need to, I mean, in this, I mean, my, I, it was, it was over. Everything was shut down. Like the building is not set for that. You know what I mean? It was just, it wasn't going to work. And uh, so I was, I had a real bad, you know, couple of days thinking about this. And then I started to talk to the guys at Fiero Group, which at the time was Fort Tiforni, who we bought the oven from. And they started getting me all kind of paperwork and, and, and things from the company. So I'm sending stuff to, to this company to try. And finally, it did get approved yeah. as is without the, uh, without the hood on there. Now, we don't have a fryer. We don't do anything. You know, if we're cooking, we're cooking in that oven and that's it. Yeah. So uh, there's no other way for us to really cook on that, you know, on the first floor. But, um, yeah, it, so it wasn't super easy to get that oven in there. There was some, there was some fighting. Nothing can can be too easy as a right. business owner. Never. You got you got to struggle a little bit for everything. Makes it all worthwhile though in the end. Yes. So, do you just said you know you can't do like really much other cooking? Like, would you ever want to put a hood in there to be able to like throw some fryers or a four top, or would you just get like an induction thing? Or to be like, honest, yeah, we don't have space. It's six hundred square I, feet. I, I heard yeah. that in the video. <laughs> it's, it's tiny. Like, it's, it's tiny. Yeah. Like we. When I walked in there the first time to look at it, and it had been on the market for probably a year and a half, 
it had a little bit of water damage in the basement. You could tell they were getting some water coming in. And it wasn't the prettiest. It was an old school, probably designed in the 80s dentist office. And it had six rooms on the first floor, 600 square feet. And there were six rooms. It was like I walked in and was there for two minutes and said, I got claustrophobic. It was like, this isn't I, this isn't a pizza shop. You got to take me somewhere else and yeah, show yeah, me yeah. something else. So we left. Then I started talking to a buddy of mine. And, uh, and he's like, what if we, you know, imagine that place with all those walls down, like you could do something with yeah. it. So we started to look at it again, figured out if we could fix the water issues at a fairly decent price. Cause this was all going to be done. We didn't have the money to, to do a build out with somebody else. Like this was going to be like gorilla build out. It was going to be me with my limited knowledge, friends with their good knowledge yeah. and just relying on people to, uh, to help as much as they could. Electrician I paid for. Plumber I paid for, but almost everything else in this building was done with with the the blood, sweat, and tears of me and my friends and my wife and family. Did you have to? Did you have to rewire the whole building? Yes. Okay, and then did yeah. you probably had to replumb the whole building too? Yes. Yeah. I mean, there was plum. It was a dentist office. There was plumbing everywhere on that first floor because every yeah. exam room had plumbing. There was a cleaning room that had plumbing. So out of the four rooms, there was plumbing running straight up through the floors. So yeah, everything had to, you know be reworked yeah if you don't mind me asking you mm -hmm. don't have to answer it like how how much did your build out cost you rough estimate uh just in building not in like equipment and whatnot yeah i don't want to know about it. well yeah no just give me the whole nut a hundred thousand maybe okay. under a hundred thousand maybe right eighty thousand right you know and, it, and this was over two years so it wasn't just like let's go here's our list let's go buy everything we need this is me like making pizzas on the weekend and going to buy two by fours. Yeah. You know, the, we need we need a sink. I'm looking out on Craigslist. We get a big three bay sink for four hundred dollars. I gotta drive a hundred miles to go pick up. I mean, it was it was piecing it together. So yeah. eighty thousand might actually be an overshoot a little bit because a lot of stuff was some salvaged. I mean, our countertop where we okay. bring people out is it, it was in the basement. It was their old countertop that I changed around and bought hinges for so it flips up and down so we can have a pass through and in our cash drawers this old little wooden drawer that was built in there so like very few things were new yeah. you know like the oven was new uh one of the reach-ins is new um an air conditioner was new because we added a second like a split unit to try and keep it cool in there yeah because there was some people passing out when we were on the road. You get a 90-degree day, a 900-degree oven, and you're under a tent. No doubt, no doubt. I went down hard a couple times. <laughs> yeah, so we don't want that to happen no more. So, so far, it hasn't happened again. And uh, But, yeah, those were some of the, you know, it's, yeah, under 100 okay. is a, is a solid amount. That's, that's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it was mostly yeah, just just doing it ourselves again, just building it. A couple people really helped a ton. A guy named Matt was, I mean, I have a picture of him like installing the chimney. It was a fourteen hour day, just me and him cutting holes in roofs and running a chimney up through it and trying to get it done before it was too dark. Yeah, he was a customer. Yeah, he was. He uh, him and his wife hired us to uh, to do their. Um, the, yeah, the rehearsal dinner, yeah. you know, and then we became friends and then, you know, he just became a huge part of, of this build out. So, and, 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 and we're still just working on it. We're still trying to improve it. We're pouring a little con. We poured a concrete pad around the side after a year. So we have some outdoor seating. So it's a, it's a work in progress and yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's absolutely awesome though. 
That's good to hear. I wish that like with the build out we did at Hot Tongue, I wish it would have been so much more. I I I think I, I like I really I shot for the stars and I yeah. got them, but to 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 maybe have pulled back to have money today. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. yeah. Instead of like having to shoot for the stars to get that money back. You know sure. what I mean? And then and over time maybe have all those bells and whistles yeah. you wanted. I mean, again, maybe maybe where you're at determined uh, a big part of that. I've never been to L.A. And in my head, L.A., like you have to have nice. You have to have kind of fancy. You have to, you know, come popping out of the gate and looking good. If not, like I'm in a I, we're 25 minutes outside of Pittsburgh and just a little work in town. And, uh, and we're trying to, to give people a food experience that they've had to drive you know, a lot further for. Yeah. And uh, so they don't mind that my countertop has like a pallet wood front on it that, you know, that I put together in a half a day. They don't mind, you know, seeing corrugated metal walls and stuff like that. Like they're cool with it. Yeah. As long as the food's good. And so far, well, we're I mean, just I, trying to keep the food good. I guess the biggest lesson I'm learning is a lot of people <laughs> don't give a shit. Right. About anything. <laughs> yeah. Except so, if the food's good. One of the most popular places in Pittsburgh is like an old garage yeah, I'm that sure. like has three parking I'm spots. Telling, I'm telling him, like the most popular <laughs> restaurants, it's like, hey, this guy is now like he has a he put a Marisol oven on a pickup truck and he <laughs> cooks one day in a church in oh, Venice. Right. The tamales. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yo, it's like so LA. It's like right. no one gives a fuck about it. It's like the weirder it is, the crazier right. quirkier it is. Yeah, the it harder is. it is it's to like, find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh man, this is good. This can be some good shit. <laughs> It's like yep. I I, sh I had it all wrong. You know what I mean? I should, yeah, your place I, looks dope, yeah, bro. Thank you. Um, all right, tell me about daily dough. So the daily dough isn't done daily. Number one, it's done one day a week. Yeah. Uh, the reason I called it the daily dough is because every day I do dough, and and that's the point of my day that's always kind of like where the most thoughts are happening because yeah. you're just weighing out dough, you're rolling dough balls, you're putting them in containers, you're putting them in a region. So that's where most of my thoughts, my ideas, all were kind of hitting me, right? So that hour during my day when I was taking care of the dough for two days from then or whenever I was making it for, uh, I, realized, I, I thought maybe I'd put some of these thoughts out there. So I went live one day and uh, went live on Instagram and Facebook and, uh, and, and just got some, some cool feedback. People were actually, they cared about what I was thinking or what I was doing, what I had planned, what we did last week, what desserts we might have, you know, and, and people kept responding to it and kept liking it and commenting. So I said, well, let me do it again next week. Kept doing it. So now it's been well over a year and every Thursday, usually right around noon, I pop on 15, 20 minutes at the most. I do some goofy dancing at the front of it because people seem to get a kick. Like, you should see, like, the people come into our shop sometimes. Like, they'll just walk in, yeah, like, what's up? Daily, like, doing the, the dance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it just gets the smiles going. Yeah. And uh, so it's, yeah, it's kind of taken on a little life. I mean, did you have, like, did you struggle with that at all when you began? Like, where you're like, oh, no, I'm just going to hop on here. Because, like, to to, to film yourself just right. by yourself, like, uh, for me personally, it's not an easy thing to do. And, like, right. it's, you know, people have such bad negative talk yeah. about themselves. Right. But it's like, I love it because it's like, hey, what's, what's Patrick doing, dude? You know, he's like, and then you'll be like, you'll be like, yeah, I listen to, like, the last one you did was it Revolution or like, whatever. Yeah, 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 Revolution. You're always probably like listening honest. to something. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some good like, vibe. Yeah, you like, got well, a lot of radio. It's like, yeah. this is 
And I shout out these bands that I cook for when they come to Pittsburgh. It's funny. Yeah, well, that's awesome, man. That's cool. Uh, yeah, it's it, the vibe that, that comes from it's just been it's been really it's it's fun. Yeah. It's, it, and that's kind of what the whole place is about. We try. I mean, it makes us all feel good. You know, when people come in and tell us how good something was and if it's their kid's birthday and that's what they wanted, like, dude, my heart's just like, boom, you know, it's just kids. I feel it get bigger in there because like feeding somebody if you, you should take it as serious as possible, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it, but feeding somebody something that 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 hits them, and that's what they want on their birthday, or that's what they want for a special occasion, or just every Friday night seeing the same faces, like it, it just makes me feel good. And 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 I try to explain that and talk about it. Like the daily dough uh, has gone from me doing like kind of lessons, giving tips. Like early on, I feel like I was giving pointers. Like, well, this is how you roll the dough ball. This, you know, for like like I was teaching a like yeah a class, class or yeah. something. And 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 because there are a lot of people that come in and talk about pizza with me, which is cool. You know that yeah. I'll, I'll talk pizza all day. I'll nerd pizza out anytime they want. And uh, so, yeah, I, I remember doing that like early on. And now it's just more updates. It's thanking people for something. If we have a special event, if if we went to a good restaurant, you know, any yeah. of that kind of stuff. And it's like yeah. a nice little like vlog. Yeah, like, what's right. Going yeah, on. it's like a yeah. vlog. Yeah. 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 Nothing I, as cool as this, but uh, oh, I think yeah. it's pretty cool. I think Thanks, it's pretty dude. special. I think I think more people should do shit like that. I think so, too. You know, what I'm saying? You know? I, I think it puts. It allows you to see a little behind the curtain because I know what I thought how restaurant, you know, day to day in restaurants before I ever knew anything about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just it was like this mystery. And I yeah. kind of wanted to take that mystery away. We don't have any walls in our building that are higher than than, you know, your chest. Uh, so you can see everything about our operation. You can see the dirty dishes if they're in the sink. You can see the flour that we use, the tomato that we use. Mm. Uh, you, you watch the whole operation. So I felt being transparent. You know, with people on on social media was just as valuable to uh, to doing it. You know, just in an open environment. Hundred percent, definitely like sets your brand apart too. Yeah, it's like, damn, dude, that Patrick's a good dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's all I'm trying to prove. Fucking dude, this whole pizza thing's dude. just to try yeah. to prove to people that this, I'm a good person, man. A good ass dude, man. <laughs> uh, so Gus and Franco, th- that's your son's name. Yeah, right? August and Francis. Okay. Yeah, August is the smaller one. Francis is eight, eight and six. And uh, yeah, when we were trying to think of names, um, yeah, we were going back and forth on a bunch of different stuff, uh, kind of Pittsburghy theme stuff. And uh, and one day I just said, you know, what about Gus Franco's? You know, those nicknames we had for the guys. It sounds like super Italian. It's like, yo, so, Gus right. this, place, yeah. this place could be And then good. people come in and I got this big name tag that says Patrick on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what's up? And they're like, you have an Italian? I'm like, no, but the oven is. Don't worry about it. We're yeah, all good. It's good, good. You know, we're going to be all right. Yeah. Just, we'll get through this together. Uh, but yeah, it does sound super pizza. Patrick Elston pizza just doesn't flow. Didn't, didn't hit the doesn't, same Doesn't doesn't hit at all. Yeah, yeah. One day it might. Who knows? But as of right now, Gus Franco's is the way to I, go. I love it. Well, has has having the brick and mortar open like how how have you balanced work life and like time with the boys and in time with you guys together? Yeah. So well, she works. So so I quit when we opened up. I quit my job. Yeah. Uh, to do this full time. I was doing all prep uh, 
when the show started, you know, when, when service started the show, uh, we would have people come in. My sister, my aunt, a uh, young guy named Nick worked there for a while. He got a full-time job and now a guy named Steven. So in, in two years, we've had one person turn over. My wife comes in three nights a week. It's getting a little busier these days. Sometimes it's four. Um, but uh, we close on Sundays and Mondays. Sundays, I don't walk in that building unless I forgot my glasses or something. Yeah. Like, I just won't go in there. That is, that's for my dudes. Uh, that's family day. Yeah. Uh, so I try to fit a week's worth of dad time into one day as much as I can. So we try to always do something if possible, go somewhere, have an experience. Yeah. yeah. And then I, yeah, in the mornings I, I get them up, get them fed, get them on the bus. So I do get that morning time with them. Mom handles everything pretty much from thereafter. When she works, they come to the shop. We have a downstairs, the area that used to be the dentist's office. We turned into a living room. So they hang out down there. There's a couch, TV. They play their video oh, games, come up when they're hungry, make a couple boxes. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, and that was one of the qualifications that we had. To, we had for a building that we we it was a must. We had to have somewhere for our kids to be able to feel comfortable uh, and kind of stay out of our hair while we were doing the service. So, yeah. so this building hit. It checked all those boxes. Uh, so we still get to still get to hang out with them. Sometimes, you know, a little bit while they're there, usually it's they're scrapping down there and they come up and somebody's crying and we got to defuse the situation yeah. in the middle of a Friday night crazy service. But uh, another stressor, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're burning pies and shit. People are calling you, uh -huh. they're, they're angry, and then uh -huh. all of a sudden, you hit me. Uh -huh. yeah. And you hear the little foot, yeah, foot, yeah. foot yeah. coming like, up the steps. Oh, I'm like, shit. oh, they're either hungry yeah. or fighting, yeah. bro. Something's uh, let's going hope down. for the hungry. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah we can handle yeah, some meatballs, bro. Hunger, yeah. Right, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's uh, they, they, they sacrifice a lot of my time. Yeah. Uh, more than I would like. But I feel that it's for good reason. Yeah. You know, there's good intentions behind it. Um, yeah, it's all for them. Yeah. I mean, when it all comes down to it, everything, it's fitting that we named it after them on a whim. Yeah. Because it's, everything is for them. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every little detail of the place is hopefully going to affect their lives in a positive way someday. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it will. Yeah. We'll wait and see. I guess. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> wait and see. And my wife, you know, she, she just can't get enough of me. She wishes I was home. 24-7 with her, I'm sure, just, you know. My wife says that, and then I'm home for two days, and she's like, do you have to work? Like, do you need to go somewhere or something? Like, can you, right, you, got, can you, you don't have something leave? to do? I yeah. thought you said you had yeah. something to do. I'm pretty sure. Wait, I, I'm, I'm, I just checked it. Yeah, I just checked the toast. It looks like you should go in. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I thought you wanted to hang out today. I'm good. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so the family thing, obviously, I we all wish we had more time with our kids. Yeah, um, 100%. But uh, you, you get what you can and you do what you can and you do what you think is right. And I'm uh, just doing what I think is right. And yeah. So is my wife. And so far we agree with each other. So that's great. That's yeah. great because of the support and like, you know, not feeling like you're missing out on things. Yeah. 
the living room in the the bottom of the pizzeria. Right? That sound, that's gangster. <laughs> it's nice. That's yeah. right. That's a gangster move. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it should be a dough room with like a second reach in true. so I can like, have more dough on stuff. I know, but you but know what? Not. It says that it says a lot, it says a lot right. about like where where what's important. You right. know what I mean? In, in our success metric, I talk about it a lot when when people are like, Oh, are you gonna open another spot? You're gonna come closer to the city, you're gonna do this, money, money, money. And I'm like, my success metric isn't a number. It's not a money, it's a balance. Mm -hmm. It's it's trying to get the most time with my family and earn a living in doing something that I love that I feel, you know, is providing a good service to people yeah. and a good experience. So if I can find that balance, I don't need a huge number because that number just, in my opinion, doesn't always bring happiness. 100%. My happiness is over here, you right. know, and if I can get that, even weighing that out a little bit more would be awesome. But as of right now, we're, we're just trying to keep it as even keel as possible. I saw your pizza today. Yep. We, you competed. We're, we're out here at the uh, Hard Rock Hotel. Uh, shout out my mother-in-law, Betty, our sponsor for this podcast. Betty. Uh, Betty McHugh, you are the best. Uh, <laughs> your pizza looked pretty damn perfect to me coming out of that oven from far away. It's uh, it, it, To me, a, a nice pizza is that that caramelized crust. You, you, I think there, there's some leopardine. You, the cheese amount doesn't look like ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's like shiny <laughs> and oily, but perfect. Now, two questions. How did yep. you feel about the pizza that you pulled out of the oven today? And yep. can you define what the perfect pizza is to you? Um, man, so the pizza that I made today, if you lined up 100 pizzas and said pick the one that you would turn in, I would pick the pizza that I made today. I'm 100 percent over that feel to pull out of the oven. I mean, it was. I mean, I was just. I and I and I let it go a little longer. I pulled that pizza to the mouth. See, in in, in the competition that we're at, once you take the pizza out, you can't put it back in. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Right in the cheese division, so you can't take it out, put it back in. I'm sure there's a, a one you can stipulation do, you can or do two. Little, you can rotate. Yeah, you can okay. rotate and do all the things. So I was rotating, moving it all around. But I brought it to the mouth of the oven, just kind of out of the main heat source to try and suck up a little bit of the heat from the floor towards the towards the mouth of the oven. I used a wood fired that is gas fired here, um, just to let that bottom crisp up a little bit more. But also, I just kept spinning it and saying, "Man, you nailed it! You know, like, nailed it, bro. Take yeah. a moment." You know, <laughs> dude. Like, I, I mean, I saw. It, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, dude, that pie, you know, Patrick's pie looks. You see that, dude? It might come in last. I don't care. But like, I'm so up. proud of that pizza. We let's talk about that for a sec. Yeah. I mean, the com competing is a lot of fun. And if if it wasn't for Rico, I don't think I would be competing. He was the one who said you should do it. It's like a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but it's three people in a room. You know right. that that are not. They're qualified, I'm sure, right. but they're probably not that qualified. And they're rotating. Yeah. It's and not always the same three the, people. You're not getting the right. same judges. And right. it's like, I mean, really, who's back there? And like, does it matter? Like, <laughs> your friends like your food. You, like, right. your, your neighbors like your food. Right. The community loves your food. That's you it. like your food. And so it's like, yeah, would it suck to come in 90th or whatever? But like, would it destroy you? Absolutely not, no, right? I'm still going to, I'm going to talk about whatever place I come in. You yeah. know what I mean? I know that, that, yeah, it's it was the pizza that I wanted to make. It's it, that's it's, what matters. I think that, yeah. they, that you you like pulling that out yeah. and then feeling that way, like dude, 
Right. Uh, I came over with yeah. it like, take my picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, it was, it's like, it was a great it, feeling. Giving them a pizza that maybe you were like, you, you're you're going to have to sulk on that. You're going to have to sit there right. for the rest of the day being like, what did I do wrong? Blah, right. blah, 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 blah. What blah. happened? And it's like, I would rather, and even if, if that pizza that you fucking sold on got a better score, right. I'd rather have the one that, you, <laughs> like I pulled out my pizza today too. It yeah. was the same thing. And I was like, fuck, dude, I'm stoked on this. Yeah, like, awesome, and it didn't man. matter. Didn't you know matter. what I mean? Absolutely. Right. Nothing mattered after yeah. that. And I got it's to It's out relax. of your hands at that yeah. point. You yeah. know what I mean? You hand it over to the guy. Like there's nothing else you could do. But when you pulled it out and you were happy with it, That's you won, it. bro. Yeah, You know exactly. what I mean? Like it's a great experience. It's something that you won't ever forget. You know, you'll yeah. always remember this weekend. You know, even that moment, whatever point it might be this interview that you that you remember I'm never, <laughs> never going to forget this this is definitely the highlight it's of the trip the box dude. of wine that I brought you by the way the wine slaps it again you got some organic fucking box wine we're all drinking we're lit as fuck dude. it is bomb Atlantic thank City. you yes so I keep interrupting you so no, what is what, so what is my perfect yeah. pizza oh man ah goodness that's a tough question I, I like so many different pizzas. I really do. Um, but probably something simple. And it's going to sound like I'm just trying to be like poetic or something like that. But I mean, straight margaritas when when they're done right are just so good mm -hmm. and so tasty with the right uh, cook the right way with the right components that you don't try to overwork. You don't try to do too much. And, uh, you know, so something simple for the most part. I try not to, you know, when I eat a pizza, it's either because I screwed one up and like I don't want to waste it. You know, blew a hole in the bottom of it when I was spinning it or something. And now I'm going to eat it for dinner. But if I'm like looking to do it, it's going to be something simple, either like a Bianca, like a white pizza with some shaved garlic and some mm -hmm. ricotta, some nice whipped ricotta and cherry tomatoes uh, or, or a cheese pizza or, or pepperoni and red onion, man. That's that's always that's the, been my that's favorite. The jam right yeah, there. that's the jammer. What is your most popular pizza that you sell? Uh, pepperoni. Yeah, that's yeah. the answer. <laughs> Everyone gives, dude. Pepperoni. Everyone gives yeah, that answer. I mean, if, uh, yeah, pepperoni. Um, but so yeah, we have our basic cheese pizza that you can add toppings to like most pizzerias in America, but out of our menu pizzas, I guess, uh, I would say right now it's a tie between the hot dad pizza, which is our take, what a great name, <laughs> our take on the, uh, the hot soprasada, Mike's hot honey, mm -hmm. you know, sweet heat, beautifully, you know, meshed together. Um, is that does it say that somewhere on your menu? Sweet heat all meshed together. Not yet, but it, it should, will soon. Can you write that yeah, down? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> we were talking about poetry before, but sweet heat. Damn, I was like, he's yeah. now he's speaking of poetry. So, but that's the that's the pizza that that that's got to be the number one. Yeah, you know, from from our short list. I mean, we might make six. We have six pizzas, I believe, on the specialty you know, section of our menu. And we have one revolving pizza maker special. So something seasonal, a uh, couple weeks only at a time. We did, we just got done doing our Buffalo soldier, which is our Buffalo chicken pizza. We do a nice gorgonzola crema on it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but it's like our McRib. Like when I bring that pizza back, I like, it in the video. Yeah. People it's, it's, it's absolute man. Except it's real meat. <laughs> but it's real meat. That's <laughs> yeah, not great. If you peel yeah, the top uh, off. Uh, so, uh, the pizza maker special always does pretty well, uh, even if it's something people aren't used to. If we're doing like fresh peaches and speck, uh, do, you, do you do you discount that pie? 
No. Okay. No. Right. No. Um, we do discounts one night a week, uh, one night a year. I'm sorry, and that's on our anniversary. On 1019, it'll be coming up soon. We do a certain number of pizzas, and we sell them for the date, the opening date, for ten dollars and nineteen cents. You can get up to like two yeah. or three toppings or something. But for for our, for luckily, we've never had to discount anything. I feel like our pizzas are special already, and uh, stole that line from a buddy, Sean. And, uh, and I agree with that. One of my, my pizza buddies, Sean, who says that all the time, he's like, dude, the pizza's special already. I don't need to, to try, you know, cause once you start discounting having this night or that, you feel like people are going to wait until that night. Like I've, so I've always been afraid to kind of do that. And luckily we've never had to, yeah. uh, we're takeout only. We don't deliver. I mean, when I opened up, I told people the model that we were going to do and they looked at me like, what are you purposely trying to piss people off? Like we don't do extra cheese. We don't do a lot of stuff. I love it, dude. And, uh, you know, I love you doing what you want to do. Yeah. And it's one size. We only do one size. We do 12 inch pizzas. That's it. And Tuesday nights we do Detroit's. We've uh, come a long way making some Detroit pizzas on Tuesday night in a wood fired oven. And uh, so we do a limited number of not the easiest thing to do. You know, no, we've had a lot of bad nights. Yeah, we had a lot of tough, tough learning experiences with those, but we've gotten pretty good at it. And uh, so we'll do thirty to forty of those on a on a Tuesday night, and uh, and, and, and and yeah, it's thirty or forty squares. Yeah, shit. Yeah, the do pans. You, you have, We're still doing rounds at the same time too. How many? Uh, how's the oven heat or the floor heat on that thing, recovery wise? Uh it's good. Yeah. I mean, as long as you pack it full of heat to begin the service. If you if you half ass a, a fire, you know, before you get going, yeah, you're dead. You're gonna pay for it. Yeah. Three hours into service because that that floor four inches deep or whatever. If you can get that heat to penetrate, it kicks back pretty quick. We'll have to shut down Friday night. It'll be like I, I got to rage a fire for ten minutes. We gotta we gotta schedule this, you know, because we we take we have a, a sheet of paper. So every 10 minutes, we have every 10 minute block listed between three o'clock and eight o'clock. And uh, so when people call up, they're like, oh, I was going to come in around five or what's the soonest. And we'll look at the list. So we're not guessing. We never guess when somebody's pizza is going to be ready. While we were on the road, we were able to figure out how many pizzas we could make that are going to be consistent, how long it takes us. And, uh, and we're at a point where we're about four or five pizzas every 10 minutes. And uh, so we can schedule that night. So... When we tell you 4.30, 4.40, you know, come on in. Like, you're not standing there for 20 more minutes staring at us. Like, you're in and out of here, and we're hitting our numbers. So you do a lot of scheduled orderings? We do, and a lot of That's people great. got used to it. When we first opened up, it was mayhem. Like, we would turn on the phones at 3 o'clock, and 4 o'clock is when we actually started putting pizzas out, and every spot would be taken. 120 pizzas were, were you know, so if you called after 4 when we were technically open serving – you weren't getting a pizza. So it turned a lot of people off. Of course. But again, I had to stick to the plan. I felt the plan was going to work. I felt doing so much, you know, like not promising 200 pizzas when we know we can only do 100. You know, it wasn't going to make sense to make people mad, make them stand around and wait. I know my dad, you know, if, if a restaurant or pizza shop told him 45 minutes and he was in there 45 minutes and they took another 20 minutes, he never went back. Yeah. You know, so we were afraid. I was afraid of, of pushing people like my dad away. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't want to uh, to to not know what we were doing, at least feel like it. So there was a lot of people that told me we were nuts, man. They were like, nobody's going to buy, you know, no, they're not going to do that. And I'm mm -hmm. like, it's like calling a restaurant for a reservation if you think about it. It is. If it's your anniversary it's like and you know you go to 
whatever, you know, Texas Joe's every time for your anniversary and you want to make sure you got a table, you call and you mm -hmm. say, hey, we want to come in at seven o'clock. We got you. See you then. Like, you can't do that with pizza. Why not? You know what I mean? Like, you can. And we did. But nowadays, we're more of a regular shop. Like, you're hungry. You call us. It's probably 20, 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, some nights, Friday nights, whatever. It might be an hour. But uh, for the most part, yeah, we were able to to, to, to build a schedule and, and allow us to, to go through a night knowing when those pizzas are going to be out and hitting our numbers. If we're more than five minutes late, like I'm giving away half the store to people like, yeah, here, take this. You want to water? You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, feeling yeah. terrible. Sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. My bad. My bad. But, uh, luckily we don't have to do that much. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Like the idea of like, uh, of timing out your pizzas too is probably it's genius because like obviously too you can, you can get thirsty for the money sure and you, <laughs> you, you you're like oh yeah you know what i could put out i could maybe i could put out 20 more pies a night right. but at what cost to all the other pies you know that what right. you're what you would end up doing probably which i would imagine is you would all the the other the other 100 pies would just kind of get a little shittier yeah Right. You know, just to, right. to to get the extra money there. Yep. And that's when like shit really gets bad. And luckily that's where my my metric of not worrying about money uh -huh. is the only thing. You know, I didn't didn't get in a pizza to 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 make a bunch of money. Well, dude, you're the first person <laughs> to tell me that. And uh you're you so you're a smart man. You I, know I, that I, there I is no money in this man. business. I think I'm realistic. <laughs> I, I I understand my grandfather owned a restaurant for 50 plus years. Yeah, okay, so you know diner. the pain. I, I mean, he raised seven kids running a, a little 20 seat diner, cooking people breakfast and lunch mm -hmm. and in uh, and, and, and watching what made him happy wasn't tallying up the money at the end of the night. Yeah. It was talking to people, it was mm -hmm. hanging out like I didn't realize it when I was seven, eight years old, like smashing burger patties and stacking them in the back, prepping them or washing pots and pans, like watching him do his thing. I, I you know, it wasn't it didn't sink in mm -hmm. until. I kind of was in the same position and I'm like, I just want to feed these people good food. And if I don't make as much money, that's all right. Cause I'm going to see him again. If I, if I half-ass this person's pizza and try and send them out of here and say, no, that's, that's, that's good. That's what you paid for. Mm -hmm. Because in my area, we're not, we, we're not competitive on price. Like we don't compete on price. We don't, again, we don't have coupons. We don't have buy two for this amount, you know, and everywhere else you go, like they're medium 12 inch pizzas, the same price as ours, but nobody buys that pizza there. They all go to the bottom of the page and find the two for 20 medium pizzas and they buy those. Yeah. I get it. I've been there. You yeah. know what I mean? I spent my life eating McChicken sandwiches and stuff like that. Just, you know, yeah. I was, you know, it was sometimes it was just about feeding yourself. And if I can make it at least affordable to where somebody feels like that they're getting something that they're, you know, it's probably worth a little bit more than they paid. I've done everything that, that I should do as a restaurant owner, in my opinion. Yeah. If I can make people feel like I provided them something more than what they paid for. And you know, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool stuff. Is pizza better on the East coast? I've never been on the West coast. I've been to Vegas. So then yes. Pizza's fire in Vegas. Shout Butcher. out to John Arena okay. and Metro. Good Pie. And never went to Evil Pie, but I hear it's good. Uh, actually, the funny thing about that hat, uh, there's a, a gentleman in a band called Cashed Out. They're from Florida. And uh, they were in town. 
uh, with a band called Chopadelic, and and I and reached out to them, and I was like, "Hey, let me cook you guys some pizzas. We're coming to your show. We're going to be there anyways. Let me bring you some food." You know, they're not big bands. They're not. You know, they're driving around in vans, doing their thing, just being passionate. And we listen to the music all the time. They're like, "Cool, bro." So we showed up with a couple stacks of pizzas, hooked them up. Guy complimented my hat. His name's Marshall, the drummer. I gave him the hat. He started wearing it all over the place, Instagram, like shouting out the hat and stuff. He was in Vegas, went to Evil Pie, and I guess the guy that, like the head shouter, I don't know what the whole process is there, but was like, I gotta have it, I gotta have it. So like, passed on the hat to him. So like, you know, That's the, crazy. The, yeah, the tie-dye uh, pizza, Gus Franco's hat has, uh, yeah, it's been Tra- traveling around. The sisterhood of the traveling. I don't know where it's at now, but. pants pizza, <laughs> Gus Franco hat. Right. Coming yeah, to theaters so, this fall. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, now you got it. And if somebody, you know, so you got to pay it forward, Alex. I don't blame you. To somebody's to definitely going to be trying to rip spread this off those my vibes, head. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> well, this hat is a fucking vibe, dude. Anything with tie dye, you know what I'm saying? I mean, well, and it says right. pizza, right? It's like people are like, what? <laughs> dude. Damn, that guy. <laughs> I get a lot that, of looks. That guy's. I, I, I wear want a party with that guy. It's it's my it's my look now. Like I, I wear it's, it every day wherever I go. I got the hat on. It's and, a peacock. It's a statement. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, I'm dude. I'm not I'm gonna sleep in it tonight. <laughs> if you could give some advice to somebody starting off right mm-hmm. now, okay. uh, with the experience that you have, yeah. what would that advice be? Uh, my advice would be have a support system in place. You you know if. If you're if you're a single person that just has a pizza dream, you're still going to need people like you're still going to need some people around you. But especially if you have a family, make sure that everybody's on board. I would say, uh, you know, work as a team. You know, that's really worked for us. Uh, Most of the decisions, I guess I will finalize because I'm more of the day to day operations side of of pizza. But having my wife. Uh, it's been an amazing blessing. So have a good support system and take your time. I, I think if you, you know, and, and reach out to people and, and if you want to cook with a wood-fired oven, find some, ask them to go help like I did to Tony. You know, go in and, and check stuff out. Just reach out. The pizza community is super welcoming for the most part. Um, and, 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 and I know a lot of people are willing to help. So if you have an idea, you want to open up a pizzeria, Call your local pizza shop. Call the you know who you who you think you want to have something like and talk to them. See if they'll let you come in and 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 hang out and work. I think that do your homework. You know it's basically doing some homework and making sure that you love it. Because if you don't love, it, I mean, seventy hour weeks aren't easy if you don't love something. Uh, Forty hour weeks are, aren't easy if you don't love something. Yeah. And that's that was something that it took me a long time to learn. You know, I had some good jobs that where I could have just rode out and got a good pension and, and, and did the whole, you know, plan that, you know, my, my dad might've done, but you know, I wasn't happy and my mm. wife knew I wasn't happy and, uh, and, and, and you gotta be passionate about it. So I think passion's a huge thing. Make sure you love it before you commit to it because it'll break your heart and, and it'll, It'll tire you out. It'll fuck you up. <laughs> it'll, it, it is, will. It is. It'll, it, it, it is a lot of work. It, it is. There's a lot of, and that's kind of again going back to the daily dough. There's a lot of time to yourself. If you're, if you're, if you don't have a big team around you and you're trying to do most of that stuff, like you're with your thoughts and you're questioning everything. Yeah, you, everything is questioned. You can you know? be your worst enemy. So, uh, yeah. You know, you're like, is this going to work? It, it has to work. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and you'll tear yourself up and just, 
it's not gonna it's not gonna work and yeah. then when it does you're like oh, just trust yourself bro you know yeah. <laughs> it's like i knew it was gonna work <laughs> i knew it all along <laughs> <laughs> i was right again yeah. my family hates it because i try not to you know my grandfather was like don't open up your mouth if you don't know what you're talking about yeah. so i try you know so every time i say something and i'm right they're like hey, he's right again yeah that's a bitch uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't talk. If, I don't know anything, you know. Uh, you know plenty. Uh, do you do you hope to keep this business in your family? One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to. I, I'm not going to force it on my kids, uh, but if they grow up and and want to take it over, I couldn't be any happier. Yeah. Uh, which is why we haven't really taken the idea of expanding seriously. Uh, at least as a second location. Um, just the feelings that we get from this place, again, with the community vibe uh, and, 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 and my kids seeing us have some success. Uh, and, and that brings me to like this competition. It's a, there's a thing with my kids. I love the fact that they see me succeed, you know, as a business owner so far. Um, they're proud. You know, I can tell they are. You know, their teachers like our pizza, their friends like our pizza. You know what I mean? They get to show them off when they come in, you know, and that's all that's all awesome stuff. Um, but they also have to see me fail. You know what I mean? To know that life isn't going to just be this perfect run. You know what I mean? Not yeah. that it is. By no means is it is. But as a parent, I try to shield my kids naturally my natural instinct is to shield them from anything that might hurt them yes. or, or give them pain or make them worry uh so to say daddy's going to compete you know what i mean like i'm gonna go put myself out there and i'm not gonna win in mo it, almost every scenario in my head i'm not gonna win this competition but for them to see me come try and see me fail and still be cool with it like that's something that i could instill in my kids that is priceless. Yeah. You know, and then if they took that and followed in my footsteps and took over the pizza shop and competed themselves and put themselves out there for scrutiny to 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 be looked at like you shouldn't be here, you don't deserve to be here because we all have that doubt in our head. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? In my head, every all these pizza shops like are all perfect and they're doing everything and they have this secret club where they all talk to each other and this is how you make a pizza. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're all looking at me like, and then, loser, and then I show up. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, you watch a daily dough, bro. You know, <laughs> it's terrible the way we talk to ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're yeah, gonna, it just, I mean, it's like what, nuts. You're, what you're talking about is like going to make me cry. Cause like what you, what you're, you're just, I'm teared up. People, people talk all the time about like what they are, what they do, but yeah. you're, I just had this conversation. You're, you're, you're showing your, your children. Like this is what hard work looks like. This is what like being okay with failing looks yeah. like these, everything can be resolved. Everything right. will get better. And look, I can do it. I'm your example. Yeah. And, you know, and you can do it too. Right. And you can probably do it better than me because may, maybe I didn't have I mean, not saying, right. you know, maybe. I mean, they're going to grow up in this business and hopefully yeah. the passion that my wife and I have for it will teach them proper methods and, you know, have knowledge of the business where, 
you know, starting at eight years old to have an understanding of, of how dough works and yeast. Yeah. Yeast was terrifying to me when she was, you know, anytime she had a project, a food project where there was yeast involved, I'm like, good luck. Yeah, like, science, I, well, that's like, a, like, like black magic. Yeah, I don't I, know what they're doing I, with that's that stuff. That's 100% right. But, I know, you know, so, you know, like it's alive. What are you talking about? Yeah. Get it out of here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Get that devil magic out of here. <laughs> So yeah, if they could grow up like not being afraid of that and like diving in and, and going for it, who knows, man? Yeah. You know, and I'm not worried about them competing. Like, if they never competed, but even if they, whatever path they take in life, you know what I mean? Well, I just, you can draw I just, a lot of lessons from like what you're doing, you know, like yeah, the, the I think things so, that right. they're seeing, right. that, that'll just help them in life. Right. Regardless, outside of pizza, yeah. seeing your their dad, even just right. like you guys, like you quitting your job and like doing yeah. this thing and like, that's something that people are scared shitless of doing, you know, it's yeah, scary. It it's is. Scary it's terrifying because you're investing in yourself. Right. And it, it just says like, you know, we have this, these negative thoughts and stuff, but I know at the end, I know that you, you believe in yourself. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't Absolutely. be doing this. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You know, I, I, I feel like I made the best pizza there today. I do. I'm sure there was other amazing pizzas, but I feel like I made the best. Why don't we? Why don't we just like make it normalize being like I make the like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm I, the greatest. I, I, yeah, I, I'm the greatest. I'm the I'm greatest. Dead serious. Like, everybody's like, like Muhammad Ali a pizza. Yeah, like. But why not? You know why not? I mean? Yeah, you're being like I probably won't even win. Blah blah. blah. It's like, dude, I saw your pizza. Like, if I fucking pull that pizza, out, I'd be like, yo, I'm like at least top five. And if I'm not, this shit is whack. What's funny is <laughs> like I, I don't know. If I'm, I mean, like you're welcome, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like this one dude was like, oh, what are you competing in uh, Napolitan? And I'm like, no, I'm in the cheese. And he was in the cheese. He's like, man. Like he got yeah, mad. Yeah, I'm like, he really? Like, yeah. like he's worried about me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it was a cool, it was, it was both like kind of a cool feeling. Like yeah. that somebody looks at me like I'm competition and they're bummed out that I'm in the same, yeah. you know, in the same category. Yeah, but man, I like. I, again, I, he probably stomped me, bro. It, it, the score from this guy's probably gonna be way above. Oh my mine. god, there it is again, dude. There he is. It's like, yeah, I'm a sick ass pizza, but that guy's probably gonna kill again, me. Again, I got it. Like, if you dude, plan for the worst, like when good things happen, I you're know. like, ah, oh, it's a little easier to deal with. But maybe that's like the problem because it's like you want to, you don't want to get your hopes up. But sure. I don't know. Sure. I feel like I feel like we gotta be better to ourselves, you know, especially kicking ourselves in the ass in this industry right. and how hard we work. We should normalize being like, I'm the shit. And I think that in in my head, my inner voice is different than what I say. I think insecurities pop out, uh, you know, and, and you don't want to you don't want to sound like this big jackass that's uh, like, I'm here to kick ass and yeah. take names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So the self-deprecating thing that yeah. I've always done growing up as a chunky kid, like, you know, just trying to make jokes at my own expense still comes out. Yeah. Even when I'm full of confidence, 100 percent. Yeah. You know? that it, I, it triggers and yeah. it just still pops out sometimes and yeah. you know but it's who i am and yeah. i accept it and, and I, I try to be better you yeah. know what i mean and yeah. and just entering this contest is for me you know put myself out there enough that uh that yeah I, I feel better about myself and and uh and know that i can do it man i bet i see you in vegas and when you're competing you got sunglasses on and shit and you're just like What's uh, up? Hoodie up. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah did you see my pizza come out of the oven mm, that's number one baby. uh that's number gonna be, one that's gonna be number yep. one yeah. how's it feel to go for second place yeah, yeah, yeah. yo how's everyone what's second place feel like down there uh, you got that right yeah yeah well it, it was number one in my heart. It was Thanks, the, it was, buddy. It was, it was, it I appreciate was, you being there it watching. Was, it was easily yeah. the best pizza I saw come out of an oven. Uh, 
It yeah. was comforting seeing your face up there in the crowd yeah, while I looked up, so I appreciate it. It was, like, it was nice was, seeing some nice familiar faces yeah, out there. Well, bro. yeah, and I'm glad that I could be in the seats and not right in front of your face <laughs> with my fa my camera phone. Like, hey, that dude. was my wife. Yeah, I was that's fine. They tried to that's, clear them all out, yeah. and I'm like, can my wife stay here and yeah. videotape me? I think I want to show this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, the wife is okay, but yeah. That, I, 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 now like, you're like cool. Fifteen strangers, just like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, not that many people were worried about me. Yeah, I didn't have the right shirt on or anything like that to draw much attention. You needed the the one of them chef coats. Can you can you share one of your biggest failures? in pizza or just in life that really kind of reshaped or helped you grow as a person? Uh, biggest failure in pizza so far. I mean, we've had, we've had some rough services that I was unprepared for. Uh, I don't even know if that's, if that's a good answer or not, but, but I learned a lot from kind of half-assing the, the prep kind of side of things. So there was some real disastrous nights that uh that, that we that, that seemed probably like a much bigger failure than they actually were yeah uh at least to me but yeah not uh not being prepared but man i can't i can't stick it to one specific moment unfortunately to answer that question not without sitting here for like five minutes like this yeah no don't don't, don't do that don't yeah that's that. not yeah. gonna be good no. uh well, gonna... we can edit it out so here's but... what I, i've never failed that's <laughs> I've That's never, what I'm talking about. Never dude. failed at anything. This guy's <laughs> fucking number one. Number one. You just get it, dude. Never failed. Get out the way. <laughs> Franco's is up in this piece. <laughs> just hit the mic over. I'm <laughs> out of here. I'm out of here. Yeah. Just never failed. And I don't plan on it. I love it. Thanks. I love it. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we're rearing the end here. And yep. I asked everyone this question. This is the most important question of the interview. Okay. Who is the greatest? You're gonna have to answer this too. Okay. Who is the greatest band or recording artist okay. of all time? You know, and 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 not uh, so. I've I've thought about this. Uh, I've I've listened to your podcast. They're outstanding, by the way. Thank Thanks you. again for having me. Oh my gosh, this has been uh, a, a box of organic wine has been is not a, a big enough thank you. Uh, the hat might be a big enough thank you, but the box of wine was definitely not a big enough thank you for having me on. So so I have listened and I've thought about this question, and uh, and I got to say Prince. Ooh, I mean, that's good. Uh, uh, Guys, uh, yeah, uh, I mean Prince is is. If I'm at the shop and I'm and I'm kind of played out on a lot of stuff, I throw on Purple Rain, mm. uh, and and man, it's you know ch early childhood memories, you know, just it, something about Prince. Yeah, I would say Prince is is, is the best. Man. I didn't know that he was a multifaceted, talented or a musician until I saw him live, and I was like, Whoa. <laughs> he just picked up a guitar, dude, slayed on the guitar. I was like, what the fuck? Slayed oh, yeah. on the guitar. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and. Yeah, I think as an entertainer, yeah, it's tough to tough to beat him. Yeah. He could be out there just by himself and just could put bands to sleep. Hundred percent. Yeah. So, so I say, uh, oh, I'm on. I'm on. <laughs> Asking the wife. You're on. Truth, truth be told, we talked about this in the car, like on the way to the convention center yesterday. We're like, you know, we're going to be on this podcast, and you always ask this question, and I feel like it's Prince. And now, like. I don't know that I can disagree. No, There's no. a lot out there. I don't mean to. Right like, again. Yeah. I'm <laughs> always right. It always right. my soul for him to be right again. Yet again. But, I, you know, how do you. He yeah. was a symbol. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a literal symbol. A literal symbol. Yeah. It yeah. still killed it. 
You know, that yeah. was a badass move. Yeah, like, I else, mean, who else has just been like, "Yo, who, I'm this now." Who has yeah. more confidence than than, than Prince yeah. had? Nobody. You know, know what I mean? If you, you watch the Dave Chappelle when those kids, blouses <laughs> win. It's like, yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, I wish I could be a fly on a wall during a recording session. Yeah, right. That was def. He's definitely. He's he's easily. Uh, one of the greatest. He's got to be up there. Yeah, yeah he's got to be up there. Great so. answer. I Thanks, don't know if man. We've got, have we gotten Prince before? I don't know how we haven't. We've done. Yeah, what are you talking to? What are, some dumb what are they dude. listening hey, to? We'll edit this out, but those guys are idiots, dude. Uh, get it together. Yeah, get it together, guys. <laughs> Bring the heat. Uh, okay, well, where do we go to get in touch? Uh, you can go to Instagram at Gus Franco's Pizza, Facebook at Gus Franco's Pizza. Uh, Gus Franco's pizza at gmail.com. The website, Gus Franco's pizza.com. Any of those places, uh, should be an easy way to, uh, to find us. But other than that, we're going to be in our shop Tuesdays through Saturdays. Um, 724-212-3758. That's it. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Slide you got my number. DM it up. Check out the Daily Dough. Check out the Daily Dough. It yeah, will help, tune it will in. Help your pizza game and your just overall uh, mental health. <laughs> yeah, let's hope it just brings a little smile to your I face. I think it will. Yeah. This interview brought, uh, brought a smile to my face. I really appreciate you. Me doing too, this. man. Thank, Thank you, you, dude. Appreciate you. Thank you. I don't want to know.